Hey, this is Romancing the Zone, a podcast about a podcast about boys playing tabletop games. I'm Nell Bailey. I'm Brittany Bailey. And I'm Ann Kern. Let's roll. <gasps> that is a 19. Nice. That is close. <laughs> You know what I did this time? Oh, what'd you do? I kind of let you girls in on the secret. I dunked this dice bag down my top <laughs> real quick before I The whole I dice rolled. bag? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. See, maybe that's the... Because di- you've tried this before to... Well, we forgot to check what the success might be. But um, yeah, where you just put good. the one die. I did try the whole bag then, too. But maybe they oh, okay. were still too new. Mm-hmm. Well, see, I thought it was the power of friendship that might have. I mean, it, it absolutely along, but... is. It always is. <laughs> if we've learned anything from little multicolored ponies, that's exactly <laughs> it. Little multicolored ponies and little multicolored trios in this game. Yeah. Oh, my God. You guys, these boys are just so cute. And I have to say, I'm so excited to talk about this episode all about this rift jingle about Dave Foley <laughs> at a cupcake store. <laughs> I want more information about this Dave Foley encounter, <laughs> I except everything. I do feel like it was all presented to me in really the ideal format. I would like to take all, you know, celebrity encounter stories in song form, form, specifically from Justin, I think. Yes. Because I don't know if anybody else is going to do as good a job, but. <laughs> right. That is now, though, the preferred format. I'm with you. See, and I couldn't tell. I was like, is this the theme song to Kids in the Hall? What's going on here? It was very confusing to me. And to be sure, it's not the theme song to Kids in the Hall. <laughs> it is not. It is not. I think he was just on his toes, making up those rhymes. Like just freestyling. Oh, the talent. Justin. I want Justin to join a rap battle. Mm. But not to rap, just to freestyle exactly the way he does. Because he is very good at it, and I do think it would just <laughs> knock down the house. It would be so enlightening. There's an episode of Regular Show similar to that, where Pops joins a rap battle, and it's great. <laughs> it's so good. Donald it. Glover plays the guy he's rapping against. Ah, it's gorgeous. Okay. I recommend it. Now I want it to be exactly that. Donald Glover mm. be Justin McElroy. <gasps> Love. <laughs> Can't wait. Me either. 2021 shaped up to be great. Oh, my God. Mm. We're going to have so much fun. <laughs> okay, so here's what I will say to actually kick us off on this episode. The Perfect. timing in this entire thing makes absolutely no sense. And I'm willing to <laughs> throw it all out the window. I just wanted to put it out there. Because these boys are fast asleep at the start of this when Rainier comes are they? banging on this door. Yeah, yeah because oh, they get dressed before they leave. <laughs> I mean, maybe they just nude up when they get home. I used to take off my pants immediately upon entering my home. Well, you got to get comfy. I would accept this. I would accept this. I thought that Travis said that she woke them up, that they Mm -hmm. woke up to banging on the door. I could be wrong. Uh, mm. Or maybe they were taking a nap. Maybe it wasn't as late in the evening as it seemed. And both (laughs) these boys deed pantsed as soon as they got home. (laughs) Like you do. Posted up on the couch. This sounds right to me. I don't know why we're even questioning anything. Very, very quaint and nice. Just hanging out with your buds. Pants off. Pants off. Free and cozy until, um, yes, a great amount of banging at the dorm door. Mm-hmm. Regardless of what exactly Rainier was interrupting, the message is, <laughs> oops, my dad kidnapped Fitz. Oops. <laughs> Classic faux pas. Classic first date situation, I think. Mm. This Could happens. Be, right? Yeah. You think you're going to have a fun, cute date with a boy? Your dad spirits him away. Mm. Come on. And for for just a brief moment, mm-hmm. the way she kind of was saying, like, mm, you know, you know, mm, 
when he doesn't really hang out with humans a lot, he gets a little, I thought she was like a little snacky, like he like might she, eat him. That's what I kind of got to. <laughs> okay, good. I but mean, like, and also same, like I can't, I can't fault him for that. Like sure. if I'm not around humans for a long time, then you just kind of like gnaw on them. It's okay. Well, <laughs> and you know, Fitz is a real snack. So like mm, it's, mm. I can't, you know, it's out there. I could take it back to the 90s and say he's all that and a bag of chips. <laughs> we do always appreciate when we go back to the 90s. Thank you for that. You got it. Well, and, okay. So clearly Rainier knows how snacky Fitzroy is. Yeah. Which is why she wanted to meet with him alone. She knows just as much as anybody. Exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So she also knows like, ooh, we got to get there ASAP. Mm-hmm. Well, and you know, I wondered at first why they didn't just use the portal, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, obviously they they probably were fairly concerned about the way it went the last time. Sure. I don't think that was quite what was intended. So mm-hmm. so horses, best bet? Or mm-hmm. even better, or... winged horses. A pegasus. <laughs> But meanwhile, in the crypt, which we now know is in fact a crypt and it has <laughs> some new friends in it, Aww. which is exciting. Always so exciting. And they're played by Justin and Clint, which initially I was like, what are we doing? What is happening here? <laughs> Special guest stars, Gilbert Gottfried yeah. and uh, Jeff Goldblum. Well, I was really, as soon as he said they will be played by, I was like, oh, are we having guests? No, no. Well, yes, but also no. <laughs> <laughs> little yes, little no. Um, I did love that. I thought that was a nice way to kind of keep everyone involved. Yeah. And not, like, because clearly Fitz is on his little solo quest. And yes. as a player, that gets super boring yeah. when sure. you're not actively getting to play part so i thought that was a very good move yes Mm -hmm. even if it did lead to justin making some (laughs) interesting choices about his skeleton's fashion statements gherkin with the merkin i didn't know what a merkin was and i the first time i listened to this i was in a car so i couldn't look it up Uh i'm not asking siri and then i didn't think to look it up once i got to work (laughs) thank god and then <laughs> I, I I did not use my context clues. Again, well, driving to work. There were not many. Like, oh, okay. There really aren't many. And it's one of those There were things. some good ones, though. They did allude to it. But I mm-hmm. feel like if you had no idea, because Clint was the same. He didn't know. And mm-hmm. I was even going to ask all of us, you know, who, who knew? <laughs> who among us? <laughs> who in this clubhouse knew what a Merkin was? A classic <laughs> question you tend that's, to play. That's our poll. That is the poll. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, I think it's fair to not know. Yeah, I mean, this is not information you need. (laughs) It is not. But um, maybe maybe uh, Gherkin used to be in films. Who knows? (laughs) Who knows where he got this thing? I don't know. Oh, these boys. Uh, Regardless, he has that. Uh, Anna Scimitar, I liked that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Tibia used to be a vampire, which I love. That was great. And has a bunch of gold teeth. Also love. Also great. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't clear. Were the, were the canines also, were the fangs also gold? I hope so. I hope so. Oh, see, I hoped not. Mm. Like, that's how you know for sure it's a vampire and not just somebody yes. wanting to be one. Correct. Got it. I could see that. Mm-hmm. Regardless, it looks great. Mm-hmm. And so we get to this first room, and as soon as Travis started describing it, I was like, okay, 
It's obviously very video game. Yeah. And it's a little game show. It's yeah. a little bit, I was getting some Flora's Lava vibes, probably <laughs> because that's the latest game show I've watched. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it might have been a bit. <laughs> right? It seemed a little inspired by it. It seemed, like, immediately I felt like this isn't actually going to be dangerous. I don't know why. I just was immediately like, you'll be fine. Well, <laughs> I mean, it seems like, you know, he's he's just met these skeletons in this crypt, and if mm-hmm. this was a really dangerous environment it seems like he would have had to fight them or something there's been kind sure. of a running theme of fighting skeletons and yeah. these ones gave him a hug as i recall yes. so you know you've already you've you've set yourself up for maybe this isn't trying to kill me immediately or at least it's not yeah. going to do it super aggressively yeah mm-hmm. it definitely seemed more escape roomy mm-hmm. than mm-hmm. murder roomy for sure yeah, I mean, you might as well just kind of skip to the murder, right? I mean, you don't really need oh, to. Oh, yeah. Exactly. You don't have to set up all this stuff for somebody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it takes a lot of time, a lot of design work. I was just going to say, why put in all that effort? Exactly. You're just going to kill him at the end. The reno cost. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Note to Ganon. Come on. A lot of runaround Ganon. <laughs> But I loved it. I thought it was very, very D&D-esque, where he's like, here's the setup, here's your choices, mm-hmm. go forth. It's very, like, classic, like, yes. 80s tabletop gaming uh-huh. escape room. Yeah, I like it. And I like that we get a little glimpse of Fitzroy's continued humanity and being like, well, I'm not... He'll send over the skeletons on the ones that seem the most reliable and Mm -hmm. even saying he won't send a uh, skeleton man to his death he can't do it i was like (laughs) fitz you're a doll it's it's so sweet and yeah he just met these skeletons right he doesn't know them anything he doesn't have yeah (laughs) they are technically already dead too i mean just by by default i mean a lot of a lot of existential questions really about about (laughs) skeletons and what that means but yeah We'll have to have the uh, the lord of this puzzle room join us on the next mm-hmm. episode to really get into it. But we know mm-hmm. skeletons can still have fun because Absolutely. Gherkin, Gherkin oh does the full like roller coaster oh arms in the gosh. air. Oh my gosh. So I, I was so charmed uh, this whole time by all of them, all three of them. How can you not be? I also very much saw just kind of a baby Bjorn for Gherkin mm. for the harness. And yeah, it's like <laughs> across and the idea of like, send it back. Did me like a dirty dog is now a phrase I need to start using because how perfect. It was very Flora's lava that the chain was one way that you could yeah. not send it back because oh, that absolutely is one of the obstacles in that right? show. And I think that may not have been a coincidence. But it doesn't matter that the chains don't return because he gets both of the skeleton boys safely across and then he just does thunderstep after he sort of waffles <laughs> melodramatically just for the just for the look of it. Uh, just for the show of it. What a showman. I support and embrace and celebrate it. And to- the show for who? The skeletons? Oh, they loved it too. They were like, oh no, this poor, oh, he got us. They are all, everyone just constantly charmed by each other. They're probably like, you know, nibbling on their not nails on the other side. Like, <laughs> and then he gets over, he's like clapping. Just immediately charmed. Yes, absolutely. Listen, uh, Fitzroy is a person who always knows where his audience is, and he's going to play mm. to it. And mm. again, I celebrate it. I respect it. This is I how you build it. an army, I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure. Yep. And um and so let's kick it back to other people who are usually 
loving and charmed by Fitzroy. <laughs> For the other boys, they don't need magic exactly because they're Pegasuper. Is that anything? Pegasus? Mm. Or... Mm. Whatever. <laughs> we'll work Their ride it. has arrived. Ah. <laughs> oh, I see. I thought you were... Yeah. Okay. Pe- All right. Pegasus. Yeah, it doesn't quite work. <laughs> oh, my God. I just got it. <laughs> <laughs> the last Pegasus just landed on the field and Brittany's like, oh, there you go. That's how you know it's a good job when it takes like a takes solid a 45 seconds for anyone to get it. <laughs> That's the real tell there. Uh, so yes, these these are sweet winged ponies do show up. It's, of course, Breeze Through the Willows and Snow on the Mountain and Storm at Sea. I had to keep writing down those names because I forget every time. Mm-hmm. I just combine them in different ways every time. Fair. No, it's it's some kind of wonderful scenery situation. Storm through the willows, yeah. And Rainer <laughs> is so excited about riding a Pegasus, and uh, who can blame her? I would say, who wouldn't be? Of course. And I love that her chair turns tiny. That's oh, dope. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, that was a cool, cool little touch, because it did seem like it was potentially going to be an issue, because you don't yeah. know if you're going to need it on the other side where you're going sure. or not. Mm-hmm. But instead, it transforms down real cute. Mm-hmm. Uh, but before they can even take off, I feel like before the fear bog even gets to mount Bruce through the willows. Yeah. Wow, that sounded terrible. Well, she's a pegasus. It's fine. Um, <laughs> he is pierced. His brain is pierced by the guardian. The guardian. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know he had that kind of power. And this is what was yep. crazy. Mm-hmm. It's a message from the fear bog. Right. How does mm-hmm. this happen? I was trying to remember back, and I couldn't remember what Fearbulg had said to the Guardian, what kind of discussion they had had before. But I feel like this was essentially his way of being like, hey, once upon a time, you told me to let you know if stuff happened with your clan. So I am telling mm-hmm. you your own words. Something's yeah. happening with your clan. That's how I yeah, I think I think it was that, and also, like, uh, maybe it was sort of a commentary on the Fearbulg as a whole and like they're mm. sort of they're more of a unit oh. than individuals like I, I wondered if that was mm-hmm. I didn't Love I didn't that. quite get it either I mean it wasn't like an issue but I was kind of like I'm not completely sure what this means um, mm-hmm. and how I'm supposed to interpret initially I had that thought of like fear bulk exists as one unit one hive mind uh, but then the way he said this is the time you wanted me to deliver it yeah. I, I did wonder, I was like, is this a weird future sense? Hmm. Does the Guardian exist in all planes of time? Yeah. They had definitely had some, they had had a conversation, I think, mm-hmm. uh, when they were all talking to the Guardian. And I just don't remember exactly what they said. Right. But yeah. Regardless, obviously he indicated that he would want this important message and he is receiving it now. Mm-hmm. And it is. It's big and important. Like, if his clan's in trouble, obviously he's got to go see to that immediately. Right. Mm-hmm. Because that's the thing. You know, Rainier's like, yeah, my dad has Fitzroy, but it's my dad. I, we just have to go get him. Mm-hmm. And she and Argo are both like, if you need Argo to go with, mm-hmm. but as we would expect from our dear Fearbug, he insists, no, no. This is something he's got to do on his own. Mm-hmm. Again, breaking up the party. Quit breaking Always up the party. On. It just makes me nervous, you guys. <laughs> Stop it. But the good news is, Fitz has found a new little traveling party. <laughs> Back over with them. And listen, Lich Dad has built a full-on like video game game show house. This is the route that he chose for Fitzroy to go through. Well, if you're going to build a series of puzzle rooms, I mean, you, you got to go all out, right? And you got to watch. Yes. I mean, what's the point otherwise? Mm-hmm. 
Oh, if you're not right. watching, yeah, there's no point behind it. And, you know, it's fun for the people coming to see you. I would be thrilled. <laughs> Unless I had, like, something urgent that I needed to tell the person I was trying to see. Right. Like, I just, I really want an in and out. Not, mm. But <laughs> here's the thing. Mm-hmm. There's nothing better to me than keys with cute toppers. Ugh. It's, I'm not, I'm not even kidding. I want to like use the one and then just take the rest. Like yeah. they just exist with me all the time now. It's very lock and key, the mm-hmm. comic series. Yes, that's yes. what I was thinking Absolutely. as well. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, so we do have a book, a dove, an anchor, a knight's helmet, an oak leaf, a wheel, and a candle. Oh, look at you writing them all down. Mm-hmm. Finally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this whole thing was initially, like, even trying to just listen through the first time, I was like, I'm not immediately getting it. Yeah, I, I think I was probably making it more complicated than it was, yeah. which I, I tend to do with puzzles, <laughs> which right. only works out for me when they're actually very complicated. <laughs> sure. Uh, but yeah, I mean, because the door just says choose, uh, mm-hmm. which is, you know, nice and ominous uh, <laughs> like that. But but then the, the gold lock says in tiny letters and justify. Yeah. So it seems like the, the, the challenge here is not to pick the right key. The right. challenge is to prove that it's the right key. Right. Mm-hmm. Justify your decision of mm-hmm. why you would choose that key, which I really like that that ended up being the solution. And again, I think with both of these trials further reaffirms that like you are not actually in danger this is Mm -hmm. for funsies essentially Mm -hmm. (laughs) it really is more of a hmm, like a test of your inner self like what are you going to do are you going to send these bone boys to their death Mm -hmm. or are you going to send Mm -hmm. them on the safe one and then you risk true yeah yourself which key and why right are you going to choose it is absolutely an interview it sounds like the best interview you could hope for first of all (laughs) yeah I I think I'd do better on job interviews if they were an escape room I mean honestly (laughs) so it's such a good performance out of me if this was what you needed me to do yeah Okay, all interviews are now escape rooms. Oh my god. (laughs) This point on. I don't know how it would work in an audio format, but I do want to say before we move on that as he's trying to decide which key to use and he's asking his new skeleton (laughs) friends Uh what they think, this like Laurel and Hardy energy that they have going (laughs) is the spinoff that I want, like for real. Like you just said, how do you do it in an audio format? I don't know, but... Please, I love these characters. The whole pointing at him, thumbs up. Double thumbs up. Push them together. Take both keys and combine them. Combine them. Oh my gosh. And then taking the little key and putting it on your thumb. Love it. <laughs> Adorable. I think that's definitely one of those when we, we've talked before about, you know, you set up a your beautiful puzzle and there's there's always something that you as a, as a DM don't see coming. And I mm-hmm. think... Trying more than once to physically combine two keys by shoving them was probably one of those things that that Travis did not predict. Uh Certainly. Well, and now that we're kind of stopping on this for a moment, I think this would also be a little bit of a tell for Fitzroy. And it's something that, like, I don't know if Griffin knows he's doing it, but... Uh, even in that first room when it was, okay, push the chain back and it wouldn't go. Try again and it wouldn't go. And like they did it a couple times before he was like, okay, fine, I'll move on. And mm-hmm. this time it was, okay, I'll just keep trying to shove the keys together. So it's one of those things you could read almost like if you are watching all of this and trying to infer something from Fitzroy, it's like he's a little bit stubborn. 
And I don't, I don't know again <laughs> if he intended it, but I like that. Yeah. That in mm-hmm. two rooms, in both of these rooms, he was like, "Well, keep trying it. Just uh-huh. try to use force. Try to do it harder." And that He's is definitely I, stubborn. Yeah, I think that it actually fits in perfectly. So if they didn't intend for that, it happened very naturally and poetically. I think it totally mm-hmm. fits. And he does. He he actually does go quite deep on candle symbolism to justify uh, for sure. his key choice in the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I liked his reasoning. And it worked. And it worked. I did like that he really could have chosen anything. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, and it it was just that he had to believe that mm-hmm. it would work. Absolutely. Because even if you think of, like, the anchor, if, like, mm-hmm. he felt like he was the thing holding together the Thunderman LLC, or if he's mm-hmm. the thing that's going to anchor mm-hmm. this world to the next... You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you could really yeah. find various reasons for any of the keys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does make me wonder if there was a wrong answer. You know, I was from a story standpoint, not not from a gameplay standpoint. But was there was there an incorrect answer here? Because mm. that's a, that's like a a real puzzle design question, right? Like, was there a possibility of failure? Was there and was one that like narratively? Yeah, yeah, was that yeah. like narratively accounted for that there was a wrong answer? That'd be fun, Travis. Quick question: <laughs> <laughs> Was there a way for any of this to go south? Because if there was, I want to know about it. <laughs> I have I have another important question so Mm -hmm. like after he's solved this problem and they make a joke about whether the stairs might be a mimic can stairs (laughs) be a mimic is that a thing that i need to be concerned about not in real life obviously but (laughs) i mean maybe possibly Um, in real life too yes Brittany, can they i I feel like anything can be a mimic if you try hard enough Mm. um (laughs) i like the idea of stairs being a mimic me too just because you'd never guess (gasps) and like it kind of makes sense you could they could open up and eat you did you guys ever read those stories about like stairs in the woods? No, no. It's like this great. I series. just got chills. How you dare should. you? They're so good. You, Do listen, you know how everybody... often I run around in the woods? You're gonna love these. <laughs> it's this series on the No Sleep subreddit. Oh, geez. which yeah can be hit or miss. But I thought these ones were really fun. They're like told by this forest ranger who just has stories about stairs in the woods. Mm. The ones that I read, at least. I think we're really fun. People seem to really like them. So, especially now that it's spooky season, Mm -hmm. if you want to have a little scare about stairs that might be mimics, I recommend it. Y'all, guys, what's up? Also, spooky is just the way Google's listening all the time because I just typed in stairs, and the first option is stairs in the woods. Ew! (laughs) That's the biggest creep in any of our houses right now. Let's be real. Very true. Yeah. Is there any way to get Google to offer you a scone? Is that? Mm. (laughs) Mm. Let's try. We'll just start typing an SC. Scribd. Nope. Scorpion (laughs) Island. Nope. (laughs) Scone. All I need is an E, though. Sconce (laughs) is on stairs. It knows what I like. They're like, hey, she's uh, clearly setting up some stairs. <laughs> some spooky stairs at that. You got to have mm-hmm. some good sconces in there. Yes. They're like, how dungeony do you want them to look? As dungeony as possible. Do you even need to ask? So yeah, if there's anything you want to see at the top of a possibly haunted staircase, it's a skeleton with some scones. Mm. And some sconces. <laughs> and some sconces. It's got some nice pink lighting somehow. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> but before we can delight in how good we all look in this shade of pink, we're going to pop back over to Fearbulg arriving to his 
past home mm-hmm. where everything seems fine. Everything looks fine. Everything looks just like it did when he left. Yeah. So hmm. visually we're good. And then friend approaches. Friend in quotes. Right. Mm. Friend in quotes. And he's straight up like, you got a lot of nerve coming back here. <laughs> <laughs> I would have loved if one of the fear bulks did have that guy. You got a lot of nerve coming back in. All of the fear bulks speak very like this. And then there's the one. The one is like, hey, look who's back. You think we want you here? Just like, one of them oh, is from New Jersey. Just the one. He's a transfer. Mm-hmm. But we love him. It is weird that this former friend calls him a thief as the opener. Yeah. Like, He's going hard, you know? Mm-hmm. He really does. And I like that Fearbull does stand up for himself in this mm-hmm. moment. Like, he gets mm-hmm. called a thief, but he does say, listen, <laughs> this is what I was doing, and I'm at least going to say it even if you don't understand, which quote-unquote friend does not, of course. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't change the fact that he's insisting they don't want Fearbulk here. But I guess since you are, you might as well go see your dad. He's dying. Mm. Damn. You hate to hear that. They really do not mince words. No. Yeah. I mean, I guess the good news is they, he says, you know, we can stay yeah. long enough, you know, to deal mm-hmm. with this. So at least it, I guess it could have gone worse. For sure. Mm-hmm. Hmm. What did the Guardian say? That the clan was in trouble? Because it wasn't just like, you have to go home. Right. No, he said the clan was in danger. Yeah. Ooh, ooh. So what if, we don't have these answers, but if the Guardian said your clan is in danger, what if his dad holds some sort of sway over the clan, and by losing him, it might change things? I don't know. Yeah, we don't really know at this point. Huh. Because that is interesting wording to, like, go back and think about. Mm Mm-hmm. Because I could feel like, meant. yeah, could I, mm, yeah, this is, mm, mm. Ah, <laughs> ah! <laughs> our murder board just exploded. I think oh my God. it's just p- pictures and pages and just fluttering through the air. Oh, exactly. No, a... <laughs> We're just like trying to jump There's up and catch them. Full sweater here of made of the yarn. <laughs> I. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, let's keep a little pin over here with Fearbulk's clan, just because there might be something more here. Very mm-hmm. good call. We go from a, a, a sire, a dad who's dying, to now a, a possibly already dead dad. I'm so... Mm. <laughs> This is getting very confusing because we start out with like kind of bony Lich King, like very Lich King looking. Mm-hmm. And then quick change magic. Puts his face on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> his name is Gordy. What mm-hmm. is this? Travis. Travis. He Travis. loves a G name. Which he I'm loves like, Did he do this on purpose for graduation? Graduation. Yeah. I, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I wondered if Gordy, Gordy was named after somebody, but he didn't specify if they were. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and based off the things that he says later in this discussion, I think a couple of us wondered if maybe there possibly was an inspiration Mm -hmm. for his name as we kick off this discussion between him and Fitz. Because, of course, this lich dad is as lovely as you'd expect. (laughs) The puzzles were indeed all a ruse. It was all a... (laughs) a, It was a job interview. It was a job interview, yes. And, you know, I really appreciate Fitz's response, like, of being tired Mm -hmm. I Mm -hmm. really like how Griffin played this, that, like, 
oh, cool, I'm trying to save the literal world and I feel like everybody is running me through the ringer. Right. Oh, he is over being tested, being questioned, being, yeah, are you, are you good enough? And yeah. Right. Done. Yeah, I mean, he has already done like in in presumably like the last week, I guess, isn't it? Like Mm -hmm. at least one trial, and Uh then then a a battle in a dungeon, and now he's got to do an escape room. I mean, this is you know as fun as it was. Yeah, it's still testing him. It's still saying, I don't know if you're good enough for me to help. Mm -hmm. I feel like part of that has to do with the fact that they are quote unquote kids. Like they're not; they're Mm -hmm. adult people, but. Mm They're young, though, you know? Yeah, they're still in school. They're still being underestimated. And I feel like you see this a lot in anything where it's like a younger person is looking for help. And it's like, yeah, but are you worth my help? Mm-hmm. Which isn't necessarily what Gordy's doing, because in full fairness, I understand and respect his point too, because he does command a lot of power, and mm-hmm. he can't just be going giving that out willy nilly, especially if he doesn't know where you stand, what kind of person you are. But I, right. I understand Fitz's frustration, and I appreciate it that Griffin mm-hmm. is playing it that way. Mm-hmm. Especially since he's been betrayed by authority figures Absolutely. pretty significantly. So yeah. You know, being caught between this, like, there are these people who have expectations for me, but also the people who have, some of the people who have these expectations are actually evil or actually making selfish choices or whatever else. You know, he he has a lot of good reasons to be fed up. Yes. Mm -hmm. To the point where his response almost reads as disinterest. Mm -hmm. And this is where I also like that Fitz turns it around and is like, I need you to tell me more. Right. You just ran me through this. You now now we talk about you. This is a classic move when you turn the job interview into you interviewing the people yes. that you want to hire you. <laughs> are always have are you good enough for me? Hey, yeah. Hey. And we do. We get Gordy's story. He isn't from here. He's got his own customs. Uh, but we, he really is. He, his family traveled a lot. He was mm-hmm. abandoned as a baby or as mm-hmm. a young, as a youngin, uh, due to his necromancy and adopted by necromancers who taught him about his powers, including the most important power, the power of love. Love. <laughs> ah. And classically, he paid it forward. He did the same mm-hmm. with Rainier. Yeah. And he didn't just adopt because in the course of this conversation aside from that like he's also been basically rescuing skeletons the way that that somebody Uh. would rescue like greyhounds (laughs) (laughs) i mean this is a fair point Mm -hmm. that i you know because no one ever says i go to these dungeons and there are all these skeletons here but Mm -hmm. like skeletons are people too you know (laughs) and where did they come from and what's their story and are they in a union I very much appreciate Hmm. his care and concern for the undead I appreciate Mm -hmm. it so much and I appreciate Fitzroy so after hearing all this Mm -hmm. Fitzroy does roll or I guess Griffin rolls the insight check but Fitzroy wants to make sure he's like I don't think he's lying to me but I feel like he might be living something out there might mm-hmm. be more. And uh, there we, might be. There might be. We don't know. It wasn't a great role. Not Travis a- says pretty confidently, like, no, yeah, he's, he's on the level. He's good. But that's a DM, baby. And and we are very suspicious people. Oh, my God. Constantly. <laughs> you have to be. So there might be more. But regardless, Fitzroy tells him what's up. And so they're still going ahead with this assassination plot, apparently, despite <laughs> chaos going right to them and being like, yeah, don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and, and Fitz is like, oh, I don't know that we need an army anymore. And I'm kind of like, bro, Babe. You, you probably do, though. <laughs> I yeah. think you just, at least for show, 
Mm-hmm. That's what I was thinking. Like, show them that, like, you know, yeah. we're taking this seriously. We're building yes. an army. It's definitely yeah. happening. And Kales knows everything you know. It, yeah. <laughs> it's fair to point out, like, you know, he doesn't want to send these skeletons to their second second death, I guess. Something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's complicated. And that's that's fair that he feels that way. But he, he has to at least go through the motions of putting together the army. Mm-hmm. That was what I thought. But he's telling him he doesn't think he needs all of that. Uh, <laughs> however, Tibian in here ah a plus a plus primo primo (laughs) and tibia blushing in a way he cannot do and gherkin putting fingers in dimples which do not exist i adore these two they're so cute i do love that we do know that there are some coco rules when it comes to the skeletons in this world which i Mm -hmm. very much appreciate and a hundred percent behind justin coco does rule it rules what a great movie what a great film Mm. oh and so i have a little bit of a theory now Mm -hmm. that uh Mm -hmm. fitzroy is reaffirming that no i'm going to say boldly we're going ahead with an assassination attempt even though dad told us not to what if this will just end up being like a final fantasy game and like we defeat gray and then out of nowhere chaos is pissed and he's the actual final boss like you know in final fantasy you always think you beat the main guy you're like kuja i got you and then it's like oh no now you have to go up to heaven and Mm -hmm. beat this thing yep Hmm. that's my theory where it could be or if you befriend Grey. Well, there's obviously more going on with chaos than we know. For sure. Mm-hmm. We're about to see a little <laughs> bit more in just a moment. First, we have to talk about the bureaucracy of Nua and how it sucks here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Gordy is not wrong. This is pretty unfair to Fitz. I mean, this is this is classic, like, main character problems, to be honest, that, that it's like, what if we just found a random young person and told them, all of this is your problem now? Yeah, you get to deal with it. Good luck. Also, if you don't do it the way I want you to, I'm going to get mad. What? <laughs> yeah. And, and I mean, you know, this is, it's it's interesting having this character who's coming from a different world that we don't quite know exactly what that means yet. And we right. maybe we won't, but, right. you know, I, I think it feels very much like kind of more classic ideas of D&D talking to this specific version of a yes. world of like, you know, you should just be able to go on adventures and there shouldn't be yeah. these kinds of consequences and these restrictive like guidelines for how you do the things that you do. And that, right. that you know, that is that's like it's it's weird because it's basically travis like kind of criticizing himself on some level (laughs) it is Um, yeah and not in a bad way because like i i still really like that idea for nua um because it is different but yeah it does it kind of sucks for a young adventurer right that that everything Mm -hmm. is so you know there's paperwork Mm -hmm. right Right, it's really a departure from what is classically a Dungeons and Dragons game, or even you know a game like Pokemon. You're sending your ten year old out to go catch <laughs> rodents in the tall grass. That shit would not go down in Nua. No, definitely not. Did he file for all the right permits? Nope. Get back. It is not Pikachu season right now. <laughs> Cannot capture that. You have to release that Pikachu. <laughs> Pikachu season. Oh my god. <laughs> That's the name of this episode. <laughs> Uh, and this is where Gordy does agree to help and says that really Fitzroy people should be asking to help you like you should be the one in power here that people want Mm -hmm. to be assisting it's essentially it's similar to like uh listen we all know that like Game of Thrones went off the rails there especially at the end but like there was the line I really liked which was I fight for the side that fights for the living and it's that same idea like Fitzroy's over here Jon Snowing around and it's like yeah you should be helping him because there's a greater threat that's like Uh gonna come mess up your your whole deal here Mm -hmm. yeah 
Well, I mean, he fights for the living and the cute skeletons, but... Exactly. Mm. This one, you take the saying and you tweak it a little bit. I fight for the side that fights against hell beasts. (laughs) And there you go. Just a little minor tweak. It's fine. And now it's inclusive. Thank you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so with that, I'm getting some good vibes from Gordy. Mm -hmm. Let's have dinner. We're having fish. (laughs) (laughs) Larger. That's where you goddamn liar. I do love that immediately Travis is like, no, he said the thing that he knew that Griffin had just told us all that Fitzroy's eating. The idea, though, and I love this, of making Fitzroy just allergic to everything or just claiming he has allergies to everything to either. Right. Avoid, That's what I assume. Yeah. He's either. This is what I think is perfect. He's either trying to avoid an uncomfortable situation or trying to make situations uncomfortable. <laughs> I don't know which it is, but oh, I, love I love it. it. I sort of interpreted it as Fitzroy trying to wrest some control from situations mm. in, in a, a place where he really has very little control and is sort of the pawn of all these other forces. And also Griffin, former DM, trying to wrest some control <laughs> from whatever Travis is saying. I support mm. any of these ideas. Maybe he's just always trying to, like, gear them towards crepes. Oh, maybe. Allergic to everything <laughs> until you get to crepes. They're like, oh, that sounds great. Like, oh, yeah, that's actually yeah. all I can eat. Thank you so much. <laughs> well, you know, and regardless of what he's doing, he's always keeping it a little bit chaotic. And I think <laughs> Chaos Daddy probably appreciates that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Gosh, this episode is just full of dads. So many dads. <laughs> so many dads. <laughs> I want to meet that dad. Do-do-do-do. Except for this dad. We don't have a lot of time for Fearbog's dad. We don't. This is this is sad. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm glad we did get to get this moment that like Fearbog's dad isn't casting him away. He he loves mm-hmm. him. He misses him. Mm-hmm. He's joking with him. It's really cute. Yeah, it's very it's very heartfelt. I mean, like the rest of the episode is like a different tone a little mm-hmm. bit, but mm-hmm. but it's good that the Fearbog has uh, you know, this like heartfelt time with with his dad because you know, he's very lacking in closure, I think. Um Yes. Mm-hmm. Having just been sort of abruptly ejected from his community and from his identity and and you know, I mean, and, and dealing dealing with the degree of chaos that's come into his life yeah. without that sort of anchor is definitely like a really defining part of who he is i guess yeah Uh, yeah this this sort of internal struggle that he's going through and and having this conversation with his father where he's like you know are you keeping to the code and sort of not really but his dad kind of gives him a pass on that a little bit Mm -hmm. like it's a little bit of a blessing yeah that it's it's more important that you're a good person and sometimes that overlaps with the code and then maybe sometimes it doesn't yeah yeah it was a really lovely conversation and i like that you said fearbulg was getting closure coming back here and getting to talk to his dad and i feel like his dad's getting closure mm-hmm. too in being like absolutely right like my son has a new clan they're not fearable but he found people who love him and who he mm-hmm. loves and mm-hmm. is trying to be <laughs> even if they don't always follow the code he's there <laughs> to help set them on the right path if he needs to mm-hmm. yeah i like the idea that he gets 
that kind of closure that like, yes, my Firbolg went out into the world and came back still good. Still good. And he will be okay. And he can teach these people. Like, yes, he's learning from them, but they are learning from him as well. Mm -hmm. And the understanding that when he says, you know what is right, you know the code. And sometimes those are the same thing, but not always. Yes. And getting kind of that confirmation from who I would presume that kind of the Firbolg would see as one of the most important people or Firbolgs in his, Mm -hmm. you know, in his life Mm -hmm. that saying like, hey, you're okay. Right. That's big. Oh, this got very emotional. It really did. My cold, frozen heart warmed ever so slightly <laughs> listening to this. I'm glad that, yeah, if your bull got to uh, at least have this moment, it really came out of nowhere. I was not expecting it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was very, it was very honest, um, yeah. I think. And like, because because it's complicated. Like, it's a complicated conversation. Like, I think it's easy to seize on him saying like, oh, I have this new clan. I have these friends. And mm-hmm. um, But I think the, the conversation about being alone together was important, yeah. too that like because he's not he's not giving up on who he is it's not like i need to change to fit into this other world but finding a different way for that world to fit into his i guess you know like this this uh this is a really complicated aspect of this character of him needing to be rigid in a lot of ways but not Mm -hmm. in bad ones i guess yeah Mm -hmm. there's a lot of depth here and i appreciate that this conversation could have been more easily resolved with like yeah i have new friends and I have this new family and everything is fine. Uh, and his father could have said, oh, well, you know, I'm glad. And then that could have been the end of it. But to, to be more honest about it, like, it's not perfect. It's not really what I want. It's not the same. Um, yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. He is happy. He is loved. But at the same time, he's still a fearbolg on his own without his clan. Mm-hmm. And that hugely speaks to how good Justin is at playing this character and the thought and the effort that he puts into portraying him. Mm-hmm. And even the fact that we are just meeting this character, it still feels like a loss mm-hmm. uh-huh. because we believe what Justin is selling us via the fear bulb. Mm-hmm. You know, and even in the way when his dad goes to sleep, the way he decides to end it with singing the song, which Oof. I didn't know, but I looked up. Oh. And it's On Earth My Nina mm-hmm. by They Might Be Giants. Yeah. Yeah. I, I initially didn't recognize it in his rendition. Um, yeah. Especially because, like, the way he sings it in the character voice, it it's almost sounds like Middle English. Yeah. Um, I totally thought it was a made up thing. No, it is, it is a real song. Wow. I wondered initially, right? I was like, is he just riffing this? He riffed so beautifully at the beginning. I just <laughs> assumed. He's just so good at it. You never know. Is he making it up or is this something he's referencing? Mm-hmm. Well, and it's a it's a strange song. It was an interesting choice. I, I wonder how he arrived at that decision. Yeah. Um, but like the backstory of the song is that it was another song that mm-hmm. I think it was John Linnell heard heard backwards. And it's his transcription oh. of not not the lyrics literally backwards, but right. what, it, what he heard listening to it backwards. You know, like when you listen to something and you hear different words. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of, it's very uh, abstract, I guess, would be. All right. Can't wait to check it out. Now that everybody is crying in the club, we got to go back <laughs> to dinner over at Gordy's place. <laughs> where Rainier and Argo have just arrived. Don't worry, you guys. Your boy is fine. He's having a few laughs with some skeletons and a lich king. <laughs> NBD. How are you guys? 
They're just bursting. Argo and Rhaenyra are bursting <laughs> yeah. into this room just as like Gordy is refilling Fitz's wine glass and the skeletons Absolutely. are somehow drinking wine. I'm not really sure how that would work, but they've just got I empty glasses like, and they're yeah, like, it. Oh, see, that's I was going to have them actually like eating and it just you just watch it go down and then fall on the floor. And then there's like another plate on the floor and they there's just keep putting it back up. From like, is it the last unicorn with the skeletons drinking? It's one of those yes. old... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. yes. Which we've talked about in this podcast before. <laughs> it's an important have. skeleton reference. It's 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 formative. It truly is. I think it was the first skeleton I knew to be like a talking being, maybe like a fun skeleton. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Fair. He blushes too. By the <laughs> oh, way. Yeah. He totally does. There you go. Listen, it's canon. Skeletons can blush, and they will do pookie cheeks if you give them the chance. <laughs> And okay, listen, so these two burst into the room and it's like, come on, sit down. Argo goes immediately for the scones. This scene fits his reaction to Rainier oh. being like, hey, Fearbulg had something happen with his clan. He had to go. The way Griff played this is everything. I was in love with the way Griffin <laughs> and Justin were playing their characters this time. Uh-huh. You hear the alarm and the concern in his voice immediately. He's totally selling this. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so good. And I like that he's not just concerned about the Fearbulg. Like, he turns and reprimands Argo for not going with right. him. Right. Why didn't you go yeah. with him? Uh and Argo does insist, mouthful of scone, that he try he did try <laughs> twice to see if Fearbulg wanted him to go. Mouthful of scone. <laughs> and even then Fitz's reaction to that, to knowing that it might be a thing about the Fearbulg code. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. it just it shows so much how much they're paying attention to what they're doing and portraying and what the others are doing and portraying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And then he writes very loudly in the notebook of far speech, are you okay? And even that, it's like him wanting to know, like, let me just check real quick. Right, right. Mm-hmm. But we find out magic besides Gordy doesn't work here. There's Which no cell service. Is that for the entire thing or just this room? I had that thought too. And hmm. I, it, it has to be just that room because he's, he's magic before. Magic. <laughs> or... Or, or maybe or, maybe that was information mm-hmm. that we were supposed to have that for some reason <gasps> Fitz's magic did work anyway. Ooh. Ooh, mama. I love that. Put it on the murder board. Putting it on the murder board. It just feels like a weird detail to point out because there was no particular reason that the book True. shouldn't be able to work. I feel like feel like right. there was a reason that Travis specified huh. that. All right. Not sure what it was yet, but yeah, because if he knew that those were the rules, he would have stopped Fitzroy as soon as he thought he was going to Zelda and Super Smash Brothers across that little, mm-hmm. that gap. Or he would have said it just doesn't work. Yeah. True. Like, right. He would have been like, like oh, you oh, try it. Actually, you're, you're over still there. standing there. Yeah. Mm. I mean, maybe I'm reading way do? too much into it. It's always a possibility, but. Always a no, possibility. I like it. I do too. We're putting it on the murder board. <laughs> God, it's such a mess. Again, never <laughs> trust anyone. Rainier, Gordy, I like you both. Mm, you're still on probation. We don't know yet. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, but if we can't text our friend using this notebook, Gordy will send us back. Mm-hmm. We can use the portal you guys already made. Don't even worry about it. Actually, worry a little bit, but maybe not. Wait, well, mm. and don't worry. I'll send the two skeletons later. Argo, you and your new, your new bestie. Well, they're th- you know, Clint's thinking about toy possibilities. They they need to have enough characters that that would make great toys that people are going to want to buy. Oh, he's a smart man. Mm-hmm. Also, Argo, great taste, knows immediately. Look how cute these skeletons are. Oh my god, can we please keep them? And Fitzroy's like, we already discussed this. Yes, they're coming with us later. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> 
pushing him, ushering him out the door as he's grabbing more scones. Okay. I was just going to say <laughs> shoving more scones in his maw. Absolutely. <laughs> he's doing that thing with his, uh, he's got, well, he's wearing his cut off hoodie. He can't cram it into a pocket on the front. <laughs> <laughs> he's shoving them in the hood. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Put some in Fitzroy's hood just to hold them for me. <laughs> So, let's go back to school. But first, let's like a, make a really quick, just like... Mm, just like a little, like, like a just glimpse. Just like a little blip, yeah. Just like mm-hmm. a glimpse of the Godscar chasm. What? Where now we get to see the silhouette a little bit better. Uh, and me. who's there? Mm. Who could have guessed? Who would have known? Uh-huh. It's chaos, giving a little wink. A little like, I know what you know. I know what you know. Mm-hmm. And I wondered if they were like, I know what you're about to go find. Oh. Mm. Right? Yeah, maybe. I, I thought it was interesting in, in the context of uh, Gordy saying something about magic, you know, like maybe not being able to even interfere with his Ooh. magic in his space that, that then he Chaos. clearly knew something was wrong as he was casting this spell. Yeah, so like he could right. sense something. And I wasn't right. sure, like, was it necessarily chaos directly intervening or mm. was it something about like, you know, just something fundamental about Fitz and Fitz's magic? Huh. And his Ooh. connection to chaos, which, you know, that's that was also why I wondered whether that was the reason that Thunderstep worked uh, and, right. and that it, in mm-hmm. fact, should not have, that, that it's because Fitz's magic is coming from the same source as chaos. Right. Mm-hmm. He's a conduit for something maybe bigger than typical magic in this world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it might not even mm-hmm. been have been deliberate on Chaos's part of like, let me just bring you over here for a hot second and pop in. But that the reason that they keep seeing Chaos or, or Fitz keeps seeing Chaos is like that uh, just fundamentally because of the connection between their magic mm. that things keep going haywire in a way ah, that brings them together. Yeah. I like all of these ideas. Ugh. I'm frantically trying to get this on the board. There's just no space. <laughs> Move that picture. Well, okay. No, we, don't need, we to... need that picture. Okay. <laughs> Do we need three pictures of Hieronymus as a dog? I would argue yes. Well, I move... would argue we need five. Okay. We're going to frame those two on the table. They can come off the oh, board. Okay. Okay. Oh, okay. That's, you you can now, Brittany, take down the sign that says Merkin, question mark, because... <laughs> yeah. We have gotten there. Answered. So. Asked and answered. Asked and answered. And it was, it was pretty big on there, too. <laughs> you wrote it huge also in the notebook of Far Speech. Marcus? <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Now we have some more room up there. <sighs> but it's just a moment. Just a, just a moment that we see chaos. Now wink and a smile. Oh, again, could it be because they know what Fitz knows? Could it be because they know what Gray knows? Because let's get back to school. Let's draw this picture. Gray. <laughs> yeah. I feel like, okay, casually. Stupid. Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like one, one knee up. Of course. Maybe like looking at his nails and maybe texting. I don't know. But There's a skateboard like laying next to him. Fuming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just like, yeah. Mm, like getting angrier so by the minute. I can't believe you guys did this. <laughs> you left without me. You didn't even call. I didn't get an invite. So angry. It is interesting when they land and Gray is like, I told you you couldn't leave without asking me. And that's mm-hmm. where I'm like, oh, I thought, and I'm sure the boys figured this too, it meant like run away, run away. Mm-hmm. Not just, oh, I got spirited away by my friend's dad. Right. Like this wasn't even my fault. I yeah. didn't even want to go. 
Like, from a meta standpoint, do you think that the guys legitimately forgot or potentially misunderstood is also an option, but maybe forgot that this was an ultimatum because they never talk about it. They're never like, well, we're just going to do this anyway because we don't care what great things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it could be a forget or to not think it was this scale. Because even when they first talked about it, Gray was like, if you think of running away, I'll start killing people. So maybe just that the wording seemed like, you know, and they were like, well, no, that's not what we're doing. So yeah, right. We're doing what we were supposed to do, which was build an army. Build an army. How am I supposed to build an army from my dorm room? He's like, um, (laughs) it's called the internet Fitzroy. (laughs) I'm very popular there. (laughs) I am curious what it would have looked like them like going to gray in any sort of scenario and having to get like a (laughs) signature on a permission. It's like a field trip. Yeah. Gosh, he just world bureaucracy. That is totally it. They love it. And regardless, he apparently meant it quite literally and has gathered up 10 students to kill. And you know Mm -hmm. what? Calm down, Barbara. Always (laughs) so dramatic, this one. He is willing to back up his threats. That's... I mean, true. And I do respect that. But, you know, like, maybe make your threats more clear in the first place. (laughs) I need the conditions of the threats to be a little clearer, please, and thank you. Gray. Was that just at Fitzroy? Or did it extend to the Fearbolg and Argo Hmm. as well? I don't know. Because Fearbolg's not back yet. True. I think the problem was Fitz. I think the problem is always Fitz. Like, this is... Uh, You know, they're involved, but I think How do you solve a problem like Fitzroy? (laughs) But yeah, no, and I think you're absolutely right. He's the one that you have to keep an eye on. Mm-hmm. So, you know, is that part of it too? Like, is it not only I need to make sure we have this war, but like, I need to know where you are at all times. Mm-hmm. Controlling boyfriend. This is a toxic relationship. If you go so out to have dinner with another friend and you come back and they're like, you should have told me where you were and now I'm going to hurt your friends. That is that is definitely a toxic relationship and you should Absolutely. deal with that. Yeah. Fitzroy opens up the notebook of far speech. He's got 20 missed messages from Gray oh, and is no. like, oh my God. They're all just like, hey, where are you? You up? What hey. time is it? <laughs> W-Y-D. <laughs> you want to watch Coco? They're all... <laughs> The answer is always yes. I mean, absolutely. I'll be there in just a moment, says Fitzroy. (laughs) That's what gets him. Like, yes. (laughs) He's like, oh, shit, I got to get back to the school. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, that's where we're going to leave it for just a week. Don't worry, everybody. Um, Is there anything that we forgot to mention that we would like to bring up now? I just want to point out Fitz saying nothing ever goes wrong for me, which aside from being (laughs) patently untrue. Mm-hmm. Is also like number one quote that precedes unfortunate events, which in fact 100%. it does. Hundred hmm. percent. He might as well have said that right before stepping into the magic fire to get him back in front of the school where Gray is. Yeah, poor Fitz. That that quote is going to come back to haunt him again and uh, again, <laughs> repeatedly. Uh, so mine is just it's just it's the dumbest throwaway thing, but it made Can't me wait. laugh so hard because I could see it so clearly. <laughs> uh-huh. The idea of Gherkin doing an idling animation of shambling in place like a little <laughs> video game character. Yes. I was laughing so hard at that because it was just so perfect. It's absolutely you know it. We've all seen it. They're just standing there. If you are made by Blizzard, you breathe very heavily. And you're just like moving up and down completely. Yeah, so I want to actually amend my request for a spinoff with them. I think it should specifically be an old school point and click adventure game, but starring <gasps> yeah. them. Oh, I love this. Love it. 
Fund it. Let's go. (laughs) And then I just have one more to bring up because I love that Travis, I rolled an 18 McElroy, will live on always and forever. (laughs) Never let him forget. (laughs) All of mine, all of mine are skeleton related. As they always should be. This is a very skeleton-heavy episode, to be fair. But Tibia giving Fitz a hug that gets him inside him. (laughs) And then, yeah, just all the idioms being meat-based, except for, I feel it in my bones. bones. You had one. You had one, and you didn't even use it, so... They did end up getting to it, right? Yeah, I think they did use it eventually. Well, I I didn't hear it. (laughs) I was making a left turn at the time. (laughs) But yeah, that'll just be the one that we'll go with whenever we're hanging out with all of, you know, these cute new friends, our friends down in the dungeon. Ah, I am, we are all just spoiled with skeleton content. This is a bevy of dads and a bevy of skeletons. Bevy of bones. I bevy love of it. bones. Bevy of bones, also the name of this episode. All right, come with me, everybody, over to the poll. Okay, last time we wanted to know what magic word would be uttered to summon you. And good news, bakers, turns out the word with the most power is by a long shot, delicioso. Ah. Mm-hmm. Thank you for playing along and for voting. Well, isn't voting great? We should all make sure we do it as often as we can. <laughs> So, this time we want to know, which skeleton are you recruiting to your team? We'll have that pull up over on our Twitter, at Romancing Zone. And we'll meet you out on the front steps next week. Till then, take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and thank you for joining us. I'm Nell Bailey. I'm Brittany Bailey. And I'm Ann Kern. And we've been Romancing the Zone.